0: Welcome back to the Apprentice One-to-One podcast. It's me again, Mark, and we're doing an impromptu episode today with a very special guest from the world of Twitter. So it's Kerry from Cranis Tech. How are you, Kerry?
1: I'm fine, thank you. How are you?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So I've been I've been chatting with Kerry a little bit on and off over the last few weeks since you stepped up to the role of managing director. You've been more of a forefront to your business, I would say is fair to, to suggest. Is that, that the case?
1: I'm trying to uh, get us out there, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've certainly noticed you out on social media a bit more than Darren was in the past, to be fair. so oh, He good was on. always
1: far too busy out on the tools, but um, now obviously, obviously managed-based, um, office-based, I'm trying to uh, raise our profile somewhat.
0: Good stuff. So we'll start with that. Let's um, hear a little bit about you and the team you've got at Crenis Tech. So what's, what's your background? How did it all start for you working in this industry?
1: Well, I was a teacher. I went to Loughborough University and did industrial design and technology, became a secondary school teacher, um, was a secondary school teacher um, for 10 years a middle leader for eight of those. Um, And then when um, we started having a family, uh, my priorities started changing um, and Darren was working longer hours. He didn't want to um, give up his pride and joy um, and I wanted to spend more time with the family so I'm, I've made myself a little role um, which I moved into and it's just grown from there. Um, I've worked I worked as a contracts manager for the company for eight, for eight years um, and obviously when Darren's departed and gone to the ECA as technical manager um, I decided that I couldn't let my team go Um, so I was like yeah I'll I'll give it a go I'll become MD and owner um, and let's see let's see where we can go with it.
0: (laughs) I imagine that was quite quite I mean you say you were doing seven or eight years as the contract manager but to step up full responsibility for the entire team and business how have you found that for yourself on a personal level?
1: Oh um, so obviously you know that I've I've got my own mental health challenges and that um, has taken its toll um, at times because there is so much that I wasn't aware of um, and had no clue of doing of how to run a business, but um, trying to recognize when I need some self-care, um, trying to recognize that I don't have to do it all in a day, um, prioritizing. Um, but the thing, the reason why I knew that I could do it was because the team I have around me is phenomenal. Um, so. Knowing that I've got their backup, <laughs> um, I, I can I can do this bit. I'll sort myself out and I'll I'll manage this because I know that they're working like Trojans on the on the
0: field. Sounds a lot like me in my situation here. I would fall to pieces if it wasn't for those who work with me. So, oh, exactly. I, I can I can take a, a lot from that. I think it's not uncommon for most business owners. Actually, it can feel a little bit lonely and isolating when you start trying to organize the day to day of things. But knowing you've got that team around you must be a massive, you know, comfort to you in that. So i've I've actually been having a little Google about your your business, and I've seen that you've got Matt s from two thousand and twelve yep. who was I believe is it first he was your first apprentice that you guys yes, brought he through? Was. yeah and he's yeah. still with you today.
1: Yeah, I remember when Darren was interviewing him um Darren was really quite nervous about taking on um someone else. um so he asked me to go to Costa and sit near to them, but I'd just have a, a little a little listen in. Um, And I remember, I remember Matt being so scared um, and he didn't look anywhere else. He just sat there (laughs) looking at Darren like, yeah, I'll do that, I'll do that. But what really, what um, amazed us at the time and I wasn't even part of the business at the time is Matt wrote to Darren saying that he wanted to become an apprentice and what did he need to do? Um, They had a chat and Darren said, I think you should go off and do this. And then he did, he did, followed all of Darren's advice and he came back and said, I've done that, what next? Um, and so D- Darren was like, can you just just check him out that he's not gonna be like one of those um, naughty boys from the, from the classroom. Um, and uh, yeah, he's, he's been with us ever since. He was really super shy to start off with, like most will be. Um, He's he's such a character. He he's a he's a, he's a moaner. He's a moaner, um, but if if he doesn't have a moan, then something's really wrong. <laughs>
0: Everyone likes a man from time to time, don't they? Let's be honest. I mean, you've just described a a similar journey to lots of contractors. You know, from starting Apprentice One to One, I've spoken to loads of people who have those kind of worries about taking their first apprentice on. I think we all go through that. You know, the chats I've had with people who are more established as well, like yourself and and Neil, who've had apprentices come into their business a few times. You know, you you don't know what you don't know, and it is a big worry. I totally get that, um, the financial aspects and the concerns that somebody maybe won't fit with your business and ideals and things i'm
1: experiencing that now with obviously looking for our next apprentice because this is the first first ones that i've got responsibility of um choosing and selecting um which is which it is a it's a big deal
0: (laughs) yeah it is and that's kind of the purpose of what we've come together to speak about today to your experience of that and it it is such a tricky thing and i know you've had an issue in particular with a, a college not giving The right advice, is it fair to say to a learner, are certainly causing an issue between you and somebody you're looking to employ. So if you want to tell us a little bit about that circumstance, first of all, and we'll go from there.
1: Okay. so um, we put out an advert to say that we were looking for um, additional workforce. um, And I did approach the college initially to say if they had any um, suitable candidates that were going to be completing their courses. Um, this individual was flagged up as soon to be completing an ideal candidate for us, although I'm still waiting on a reference from his um, tutor. That would have been back from March. Um, So I got his CV. I got him in for an interview for work experience. Um, We did we did two trial days, first of all, um, to see if that was going to work well. That was successful. Then we got him in for a week's worth of work experience. Um, And then I drew up um, a letter of um, an offer letter, basically, um, for employment. And there was the one thing I was unsure of because I hadn't personally come across this full time level three course. So I emailed the college in April and said, can you just clarify what course he's going on to do? That started um, some conversations um, and I got called by the tutor to say, um, oh, he needs to sign up to trade skills for you Um, and he needs to do this course. It's about £2,000. Go on the website, just book him in. And I was like, sorry. The college has nothing to do with it. Nope, no, no. It's all handled by trade skills for you. Then they need to sign up for a gateway practice AM2, and then they need to pay for the AM2. It's all self-funded. And I was like, really? No,
0: Mm.
1: no, I said, these guys are 17, 17, 18. How can you expect someone that young to be able to support themselves through their MVQ? like their logbooks, I, kn- I I don't know personally, but I know from when Darren was talking about our guys, it's, it's a lot. So, it and he is. said, well, I did it 20 years ago. Well, yeah, but that's 20 years ago. Um, so he I then went back onto the email um, and tried to seek clarification. And I felt like I was getting waffle back. Um, nothing really made sense, which is why I got in touch with Carolyn Mason at the ECA. And really luckily she agreed and she said, I don't actually know what they're saying. It doesn't make sense. Um, which was a relief to me because I have that self doubt of like, this is my you mental health issue. I'm not understanding. There's something wrong with me. Um, so having that backup of from Carolyn saying, yeah, it's not right. Um, and then she's put me in in contact or she showed me that he can do um, a full apprenticeship but using the credits that he's done already this year to yeah. tick off the full apprenticeship um, get the credit for that and be fully funded
0: exactly Craig would be jumping up and down right now if he was here about RPLing over your existing training and having your training funded you know, yeah. it's, it's a common problem where colleges will push people towards paid learning rather than utilising some of the free options that are available. Yeah. It's so sad.
1: They they the, the college weren't willing to look into it at all, mm. um, which is a real shame and it sparks concern of why 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 don't you want to do that? Why are you not supporting the individuals? Because goodness me, you know, you're talking a lot of money. Yeah. to self-fund these courses and I know from some of our other applicants um that you can still do these trade skills for you courses and you're still not fully qualified so ha- how are they finding this information and thinking it's the right direction for them to go down I don't yeah it's don't know. It's,
0: it's a process that I think's gone on for sort of five or ten years and from speaking to people on it on the apprentice one-to-one podcast and outside of that through Instagram, there's lots and lots of individuals, like you say, who've gone through what they believe is legitimate training routes to then be spat out at the end of that, to kind of sort themselves out, you know, find an employer, go and build an MVQ or, or whatever. And the the colleges have had the money by then. And and it often it's it's chucked back at us as employers. Well, you're not doing enough to help these people. You're not giving them opportunity or you're staring up trouble by pointing these things out. You know, it's, it's really difficult
1: well, interestingly enough, the um, when I was talking initially to um, his tutor, the tutor was like, oh, my word, if I had 10 of you every year, we could do this. We could do that. We could do the other. And then when I was speaking to the um, to the learner yesterday, he said, well, I, I don't really want to say. Um, but he actually told me to sack you off and go and find somebody else because you're too difficult to deal with. Wow. It's like red ragged bull. Yeah. Um, I'm just making sure that we're compliant, that we're doing the best for our learners and for the people that we take on, because I don't want us to be exposed. Um, I don't want to get to the point where we take anybody on and then we have to get rid of them if they're not performing or they're not working towards the right qualifications they need. And goodness me, I, I can't I can't even bear the thought of. Allowing someone to pay for a course and then finding out at the end of it that it, they're still not qualified, yeah, it's it, totally wrong.
0: It really is. And, and you've got in your scenario there, you've got somebody who wants to be a qualified electrician, an employer who wants to help make that happen, and the the disconnect in all of that seems to be coming from the college. And yeah, you know, it's 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 really difficult. And I don't mean to poke this at the training sector all of the time, but there has definitely been angles of abuse, and it's not just around some of the rogue training things that TESP have highlighted it's bigger than that so this is legitimate training centers who are selling these courses and you know not helping the learners in the best way and I think we can we can do better with that by talking about it highlighting it explaining the difficulties we've found as employers you know I've had a similar experience to yours in the past and I know there's lots of other people who will be watching this who have had the same as well you know it's sad isn't it
1: it is and when I when I was talking to the lecturer on on the phone he said well last year we didn't have anyone complete the course right why is that are they all dropped out or failed right so let me get this straight you've got these this student on the course who's surpassing your expectations who's going to complete the course and pass it but then there's nothing for them afterwards Mm. you know you shouldn't be running in my eye in my eyes they shouldn't be running a course based on the theory that no one's going to pass. That as a as a college, it's diabolical.
0: It really is. It really is. And you see these numbers a lot that we've got record numbers coming into the industry and stuff. And Neil made the point a while ago that you know that what's the relationship between those people coming in and what's coming out at the end? Because that's the true measure of success. How good are we at getting people from the start to the end?
1: Yeah.
0: And I think it's a pretty bad. Um, play of numbers if we actually look at that I think the people who actually make it out the other side is a very small percentage and that's not right either
1: no well I I have to admit the poor poor Ethan um he's been have we got any further is is it possible have you have I got a job yet um since April and I said I really am trying to find the answers and the amount of hours um Friday I spent all day on it yesterday I spent all day on it um And I was at the point of if it's this hard to try and find the answers and to try and find somebody that's willing to help him, I'm going to have to to call it quits because there is only so much time you can dedicate to trying to onboard somebody. And if it's, you know, when running a business, time is of the essence anyway. So the days that I've spent trying to find information, trying to um, work out how we can how we can support him even if we don't if we can't offer him a full-time job um, you know it's it's not been easy um, no. so I'm, I'm shocked really shocked that there is this issue because um, yeah. obviously I'm fairly new to fairly new to this part of the industry and I thought um, I didn't anticipate this massive problem
0: yeah I mean like you say we've only got so much time and you can't be focusing you know days and days into stuff like this and I got frustrated in the past when I'd see people like Thomas Nardi saying how difficult it was for him to take on an apprentice and you know sharing that message on his social media profile it's huge pulling my hair out because I'm trying to encourage people to hire apprentices. Yeah. but it's a fair experience you've gone through it yourself and it is it really is disheartening and you know to have that been caused by a college you know it's especially difficult yeah. to, to hear but you mentioned you'd had kind of support from caroline and um, i believe the eca as well so yeah. you know these kind of organizations sometimes get a bad rep how did that actually work for you did you um get the right kind of help and support from those guys and girls oh
1: definitely um because i said i don't i don't understand i'm i just don't understand what what they're saying at the moment i i it doesn't feel like it makes sense to me I'm just trying to find the best solution for the for the individual and they were on on my side they were like yep it's that's what we're that's what we're there for that's what we should all be about we're supporting these people getting into um the electrical industry um so yes it feels like she was stirring the pot a little bit by putting some pressure onto the onto the college but that's what was needed to find out if they were actually going to be able to to give us the the answers that we needed. Um, She's um, found Focus Training Group, which is where we're going to direct Ethan for his um, NVQ. Um, And I did speak to the curriculum manager at the college yesterday to say, um, what's going on? It's some really unprofessional behavior happening here. Um, Because not only do we have Ethan, we have um, Curtis starting in September. Um, and unfortunately, another issue's cropped up this morning. Um, he, uh, I spoke to the curriculum manager yesterday saying, we've got this 16 year old, you've said he's got a place, um, everything's set up, but based on how unprofessional you've been with Ethan, how do I know that you're going to be um, professional with Curtis? And the response was, well, he fits in a nice little box um he's following the normal the normal route so uh that shouldn't be a problem shouldn't be a problem
0: doesn't especially um, fill you with confidence does it no, That kind of language no. from the start
1: no um and in actual fact Curtis's mum has been in touch today to say that the college have been in touch to say his his place hasn't been confirmed um there's further interviews and tests that he has to do now we all know That they have to um, get their GCSEs. We know that. Um, And we know that if they don't get um, level fours, they can do um, access courses to boost their English and maths. We know that. Um, So we know that nothing is um, set in stone, but to have the lecturer say on the interview, You're coming in September, I'll be teaching you um, to their face, and then the day that they the day after they start their GCSEs to be told actually you're not even on our books yet it's mm. um is massively anxious
0: yeah I can imagine that must be really confusing for our school leavers and and they don't have the experience of the industry we have and know exactly how that works it must okay. be you know looking All at it from their point of view challenge. yeah
1: you know there a lot of them I hope I hope people don't mind me saying a lot of them are relying on their parents at the moment to, to ask those more difficult questions and yeah even when I was 16 I was getting my parents to to ask some of the questions because you don't have that confidence of dealing you just do as an adult tells you and if an adult tells you you've got you've got a space you believe them yeah um so uh, I think that'll be another student signing up for focus training
0: so your your solution to this problem has been you've had to seek training elsewhere which is
1: Yeah, that's one of the things I was going to ask you about, though, um, because in my mind, um, if they've raised concern over the full time course and now with the issue with um, Curtis offering him a place and now not having a place, is that the right thing to do? Should we just be moving our support to um, the training providers that are that are good?
0: That's a good question. I guess there's there's two chains of thought on that. One is you kind of vote with your feet, don't you, and go to the places which deliver in good training. But the other is if if nobody really identifies and helps sorts these problems out, it just kind of recycles on repeat with different people. So it's a really hard one to answer. I mean, I know there are kind of places you can go to make complaints towards city and guilds and stuff to do with the way these courses have been Okay. delivered so i mean there, there is that kind of aspect and craig would be the expert on that one and i'll certainly ask him ask him about that but yeah it is a, that's a great question um you know my inclination would be to do as you've done and, and vote with my feet and go somewhere else but yeah. i guess that's leaving the problem for someone else to discover in the future again
1: i mean i don't mind um making a complaint because i do think obviously with my education background as well um i i can't i can't stand the thought of us letting these learners down but at the end of the day you have to sign up for a three to four year contract and how can I sign a contract or service level agreement or whatever training agreement if I have doubts with them now um I I, everything inside me is screaming don't do it because if I've got concerns I'm surely going to find it more difficult to change part way through
0: that would make a lot of sense. I mean, I would feel exactly the same as you. I would, I would probably be doing the same things you're doing now. We we're always told this is a, an agreement between all parties, the learner, the employer and the college. And if there's a, a disconnect or a breakdown in any of that, it generally doesn't work out. So yeah. I think if you're doing the right thing. It's just really sad that you've had to go down this road yeah. and experience what you have. Um, and it would put other employers off. I know it has put other employers off. So kudos to you for keeping going and making sure you have managed to get some resolution and and see this through. Um, You know, it's one of the big challenges we've got in in hiring people as electricians and making sure they do end up qualified. And That journey, you go on with with Matt S from 2012, and I've had it with mine, where you see them coming into your business as these school leavers. And it's not just the journey of training them towards being electricians, it's the maturity and confidence that these people build through that as well. You know, it's a really nice thing to do. um, And to have in colleges let us down with things like this, you know, it's a bit disheartening. But I would say you know, keep pressing away, Kerry, don't give up just yet. Oh, I'm not giving up. I did real. send,
1: I did send Ethan, a, a um, an offer, a contract, um, yesterday, um, and he was working and just so happened that Matt P was, um, uh, in B&Q where Ian, Ethan is working yesterday <laughs> and he's bouncing around because he's got this, this, le- this, um, contract through. So, um, the difference that it can actually make to that one person who is so desperate to get into the industry and, if you find if you find somebody that's going to work well with your team you can't afford to let them go um but it is you, you, you you're affecting someone's life and someone's future
0: yeah you definitely are there's that level of responsibility on us and you know what while you're on what would you be looking at as an employee because you know there's lots of people you know have gone through that route of doing these courses and they're now trying to complete their nvqs and it's really difficult for those kind of people to attract employers to them in the first place you know to go on that so what would be your message to someone in that position what could they do you know to help get get a job role with someone like yourself at Cranis tech
1: oh that's a difficult one um i did explain to ethan um yesterday on the phone about he could go and do the route that um, the college has suggested um, if he wanted to, but if he did choose that then there wouldn't be um, an offer of a job with us, purely because of the high standards that we expect um, and our reservations about these um, courses. Um, and I explained that there was another candidate that applied that I was willing to give them a chance. They'd done seven thousand pounds of private courses um, and had to restart the whole apprenticeship again because they couldn't do the uh, RPL. Um, and for him, I gave him a choice: if you want to go and do that, you can. But if you, if the working for the team is more important, um, then i'll support you through the apprenticeship and the rpl and it's you, you're not having to pay for the education yeah. which you shouldn't have to pay for but having so this other student that had paid for the private um course during lockdown that's now having to restart he was given an opportunity from a company but he had decided that he didn't like the company um and wanted to move to someone else and i think if you've if you manage to get in um, and contact a company and they are willing to give you a chance, take it because any work experience um, with a reputable firm is going to put you in good stead above some of, some of the others. Um, I think there are some, obviously there are some companies that will accept these courses um we are a JIB company. We do um, expect all of our employees to have JIB cards. Um, and if your qualifications do not mean that you've got a JIB card or you can't get one, then I'm sorry, we won't take you on. Um, so more work has to be done for the for the younger ones. Um, and oh it's just it's just heartbreaking for for the old for the more mature students that have done these courses because I I, I, I couldn't give them an opportunity.
0: No, it's difficult, and that, I asked you that question because I get asked this by those people every day oh. on, on DMs on Instagram. The kind of you know they've done the the two three six five level twos and progressing onto the level threes, and they're trying to look towards you know should I do my mvq and portfolio but then they can't get a job opportunity to gather the experience they need so they're kind of left with the agency sector i suppose to go out as as mates and improvers to find a way through that and it's not impossible but it's very very difficult to navigate and i think there's a lot of people in that position who've been told things by training providers and colleges that aren't true and it's been employers painted as the bad guys for not giving these people an opportunity you know like you've said you know you need somebody who you can ensure has the right standards to deliver the services in the way you want, yeah. and also that you're going to get a return on the, the salary payments you make, and you need somebody yeah. to come in and, and work the, the role. So it's not
1: as bad guys. If someone was 28 and they were um, restarting their apprenticeship um, and we, they got into, in contact with someone like Focus Group who was going to tick off all of the all of the bits they had done, they would still need to be paid the minimum wage for their age wouldn't they they wouldn't be able to achieve the apprentice wage that's right so that's that's where we that's where I would be become unstuck because their minimum wage for a 28 year old is is quite a difference to an apprentice
0: yeah I mean that's the that's the big roadblock to to lots of it and it's not not so much just that either. I mean, there is the angle that these people tend to be more mature, so they will take in the learning faster. Um, You know, there's that angle of things as well. It's not impossible, but looking at it from an employer's point of view, it's a really difficult conversation because, like you say, you can employ somebody through a traditional apprenticeship and receive the, you know, the financial benefits for us are to kind of encourage that. There's an acceptance that there is a slowing down of other members of staff while that training first starts to take yeah. place, and that's why there's the small grants and the reduction in wages. It's not as us using cheap labor; it's kind yeah. of an investment on all parts. So it's really, really difficult, and it was interesting to get another employer's point of view on that such as yourself um yeah and I wouldn't say that's an uncommon one Kerry I think that's what most employers would say to mm-hmm. be honest with you
1: I mean I, I I do really feel um Ethan when I when I first um interviewed him he thought he was going to leave college fully qualified and get you know JIB rates and uh it was a real shock to him to say no yeah so there is loads of work to be done with the with the younger ones but I just
0: was it a two, three, six, five that he was actually on? Because I was only made aware by um, Craig the other week that they're actually supposed to sign a disclaimer to say they understand they won't be qualified electricians at the end of that course. But in asking lots of the people who've gone through that, they said they've never had sight of it. I think yeah. when I put the poll yeah. out on Instagram, about 60% out of 1,000 people had never seen it. Um, so, you know, it's I think there's a, a letdown of what training providers should be doing yeah. and what they actually yeah. are doing.
1: I said have, have this have the college supported you to get an ECS card no what's that
0: mm-hmm.
1: right okay whereas when on the first phone call with Focus training group they're like yeah we'll support them straight away th- to get an ECS card so they can be on site um how how are colleges missing this key information about the industry are they are these lecturers oh am I allowed to say this are these lecturers so outdated in their experience that they don't really know what's what it's like to work in the industry
0: that's a big question (laughs) i think there's there's a there's a lack of investment in training and like you've said there are really good training centers out there like the one you've identified i can think of a few as well that i know of that are really really good so it shows that it's possible to do things properly um but there is a there is an issue with funding and certainly the salaries available for people in teaching there's some big industry issues that we need to solve and i know that the ECA and Tesp and, and others like that are trying their best, um, but this is stuff that I guess has to come from a government's kind of level. You probably experience that more than me in a teaching background.
1: Yeah, I just I think I'm going to keep on um, keep on with contacting Carolyn and see what we can yeah. we can achieve <laughs> together.
0: <laughs> well, it's good that it's not put you off anyway. That's that's the that's the main thing, and hopefully you get these people onboarded and learning in your business. So at least there's yeah. two two that have been helped into the world of being an electrician and who wouldn't want to be an electrician at the end of the day
1: oh of course well I'd love to be an electrician um but I'm gonna to stick to my day job
0: <laughs> yeah well I'm be much better used.
1: at management than I would be being a spark <laughs>
0: yeah well we all have our talents don't we I'm yet to find mine so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm looking I'm looking still I'm looking still is there is anything else you'd... Your talent. yeah <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to speak about while you're here
1: um
0: yeah, happy we've kind of covered that off. I'm I'm very grateful you've taken the time to come and chat with me. For those that don't know, this is kind of half 10, 11 o'clock on a working day. And we all know that Kerry's very busy based on what she's just said. So I'm really grateful on you coming and sharing your experiences and opinions. And I know it will resonate with a lot of learners and employers. So thank you very much for taking no, the time out
1: no worries i think i just think it's such an important uh, important topic and if you if you saw me yesterday i was raging um, and the irony was that yesterday was actually our staff well-being day so everyone else had the um had the day off to focus on doing something that they wanted to do um, and my day was spent um working um trying to support this individual so uh the, the team did reply like you're meant to be having the day off <laughs> um I know I know but the fact that I've helped Ethan means that that makes me feel good about myself because I know that I've I've made a difference for him um so yeah I'm 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 pleased that I've been able to help um I do feel like I've I, I need my own wellbeing day now um <laughs> but um yeah it's it's it, it is what it is isn't it
0: as sad as, it, sad as that is, it, it is what it is. You're right. And you have you have resolved it. So good on you. If you ever want to come back and have a chat, you're more than welcome. And um, we do this every week on and off. So if you want to come back and share the success that you've had with these new people coming in, feel free. Or if you have any other topics you want to speak about any okay. anytime.
1: No worries. I will be. I'll be in touch.
0: (laughs) Thanks very much. And anyone who's got any questions, drop them below in the comments. If you want to go off and speak with Kerry, I'll leave her Twitter handle in the description to this video. We will catch you all on the next one. See you soon.